Hey y'all, welcome to this week's episode of Thoughts of Peaches. This is Peaches, how you doing? So this episode's gonna be really cool and interesting because I'm gonna have two guests and we're gonna come on and talk about some stuff. We have now began the new season of RuPaul's Drag Race season 14 with some sickening queens and sickening performances already in the first three episodes. So we're gonna dive in and break down our thoughts, opinions, and feelings on who we've seen so far, what their potential for the crown is gonna be, and a couple of other detailed points about how we feel about the season and some other things going on. So sit back, relax, grab your heels, snatch your wig, and let's go. Hello, darling, how are you? We're just waiting for Gear to get on the call. How are you? I am doing very well. Um, you know, hungover and recovering because she decided Ooh, to go out. Girl, she went out for a, a one, two after work. <laughs> oh, ma'am. So while we're waiting for gear, how about you go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners? Well, my name is Anita Tension. I am New Jersey's hardest working housewife. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a very good duty of mine. We work together in Jersey, and I love watching her perform. She's the queen after my own heart from the moment I saw her perform, because she did a song. Child, <laughs> Which I believe it was Land of Lola, wasn't it? Yes, it was. <laughs> Child, so I much win. fun. So, part of the reason I have Anita on the show is because as we're going through the um, first three episodes of Drag Race, the split premiere, plus the first episode with the performances, I wanted to bring in people that have some expertise in what we've seen so far. Not only is Anita a sickening queen, she is a sickening dancer and performer and also an impeccable seamstress. And given what we've seen so far, there's some um, conversation that needs to be had about (laughs) (laughs) Ma'am. This last uh, episode had me cringing. Oh, honey, there was a lot going on. There really Um, was. So, just to... To fill in some time while we're waiting for our other guest, um, what are your thoughts about the drag race phenomenon in general? Uh, I'm I'm torn. So I love drag race and I love what it's doing. Hello. Hello. Yes. Oh, I don't know what happened. Um, yeah, this is this this is gonna be a very edited show. I can already feel it now. <laughs> so what was the last thing we heard? <laughs> um you said you were torn about the oh, dragon. Okay, yes. So I I'm very torn. Um, because one, I do love doing for the community, that you know, it's getting girls work and and definitely putting us on a different level. It's great, I love it. On the other hand, it's very difficult now for girls to get, you know, decent paying gigs or even be seen as more than just a local girl because of the drag race queens, um, the drag race name, I would say. And honestly, the, the, the what do they call them now? The Twitter trolls and the mm-hmm. Instagram demons or whatever you call them. I don't even know nowadays, but those Drag race fans are horrible. They well, be we sending they did the death threats, honey. I'm like, no, ma'am. We saw what they did to the likes of like Britta, right? Um, even, um, I don't know if we're allowed to still call her by her drag name, but James, who's that? Um, <laughs> oh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Or even, um, Jeremy, who formerly went by Fifi O'Hara. Yep. yep. 
the through them. And like, hey. oh, horrible. Yeah. Hello. See, hello. Did we? Oh, we're back. Okay. I thought I lost oh, you again. All right. So, yeah, I was just giving it a little cute little Kiki with Anita. I haven't seen her in forever. Um, but you can go ahead and reintroduce yourself for the listeners. Oh, now? Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we'll do Hello, it later. everyone. No. <laughs> okay. Hello, everyone. I'm G.R. Godley, uh, dancer, choreographer, creative director, all-around artist uh, based here in New York City. Happy to be here with my boy, Greg. So now I get to introduce Anita and Gier. Welcome to the show, everybody. Hello, hello. Hello. All right. So there's a lot to cover, so I'm going to give this an almost like a syllabus-style format. Okay. I re I watched the episodes when they premiered, but then I also was up all day re-watching all the episodes today, which was a lot. <clears throat> so we're going to go down the list, and we're going to start with the premiere. And I have all the girls in order from their entrances. So let's start with Alyssa Hunter. Oh, the cute boy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that part in a minute. I have a section for that. But entrance look, what did you think? Mm, I liked it. Okay. Yeah. I had, it was very draggy. Gave me very high drag, very glam. The overdone eye, the context, the hair, all of it. Yeah, it, it. I think it was very telling of who she is in her in her drag style, which I mm -hmm. really appreciate. Anita, Anita, are you there? I keep losing you. Oh Lord, um, did your phone keep locking? You know what? That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. I I, I learned that the hard way with a couple of my <laughs> other guests. <laughs> Well, I learned um, today, so. <laughs> so we were talking about Alyssa Hunter. We, right. Enjoyed her entrance. Like, I thought it was very well put together. Um, and she is fabulous and gorgeous. And instantly, I automatically saw, like, okay, that is a pageant queen and giving me full-on Latina drag queen. Like, I just saw it instantly, and I love it. She gave me, you know what, and some of the, some of the things I'm going to say are going to reference previous contestants. Mm -hmm. So some people may not like my opinions. I don't really care. Alyssa gave me a more polished appearance of what we saw in Yara Sophia, in my opinion. Mm. Okay, I could see that. Definitely for that but, entrance, absolutely. From what we saw on Yara's seasons, like outside, I've seen Yara perform at other places and stuff like that. But from what we saw of Yara on the show, Alyssa is giving me a more elevated, elevated version of that. Yes, I think absolutely, absolutely. And yeah. she's stunning. She really is stunning. Now, Bosco. Mm. I, when I first saw her, I keep this, this phone, keep on me, honey, it's driving me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this, I'm going to just keep my finger on the screen. <laughs> um, what I have for Bosco is Bosco reminded me of a lot of Sasha Velour, but she actually wears wigs. Three same. Oh, uh huh. Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that. I love the whole polka dotted horn thing. I thought it was great. And it also, even with the like the, that signature overdone eyebrow, reminded me a lot of Sasha too, because Sasha would do that as well. I a love different shape. 
I love her eyebrows. I love that she does that like crazy arch that just points out forward. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it's very interesting, right? It, it kind of draws you in and it's not, it doesn't feel distracting and I thought it would, but you know, as we see her continuing the episodes and her other looks, it doesn't feel distracting. It doesn't, um, no. It's like a natural or, or repetitive. I love her hippie vibes, honestly. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I love about her. She's just so hippie and I love it. Now, Miss Cornbread the Snack Jatag. Oh, Miss Thing. I love me some cornbread. Girl. All right. So what I I'm not I'm not gonna write what I put up my notes because I shrunk them. I was gonna put the put the Fultons I thought of. I put what Silky wanted to be. Girl, I thought same thing that came out of my mouth as soon as I saw her walk through. I said, Oh, it's Silky. <laughs> with some polish. Right, with some polish. But on top of that, I think that cornbread you could tell she she works hard for it you could see it you could see the dedication that she puts into her drag and her persona in itself i think is fantastic mm -hmm. and, and i can and see it, her being a potential winner to tell you the truth i do too and also oh, yeah cornbread has um a bit of a legacy behind her because cornbread's drag mother is actually calypso jate who was on legendary season one really Yep, her sister, her, she records you, Tay, is somebody I follow and mutuals with on TikTok and we were talking or whatever. And so she has some experience in someone who has guided her mm -hmm. in drag. So she has a little, I think, especially someone coming from the ballroom scene where it is competitive, mm -hmm. being mm -hmm. in her corner, I think she has an upper hand on the competitive element and be able to manage that better than some of the girls. And she definitely, she pays attention to detail. Like that gold we'll get to that knotted later, thing she had in her hair. Yeah, uh, it was we'll, nice, we'll right? We'll get to the detail part later because Anita, she did something that you know I have a problem with. We'll talk oh. about that later. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, so, we got Willow Pill. Love her. Obsessed. <laughs> Obsessed. <laughs> so, I think you'll agree with um, Gear. Go ahead with yours. I'll tell you what I have in my notes. I, you know, I, I thought her entrance was um, one kind of iconic because, you know, we. I feel like a lot of people, or a lot of queens, they spend so much time on the entrance look and that like entrance tagline. Mm -hmm. And she just kind of walked in and it, it became this like, a little bit of kind of a, a joke about it. And, but it also stole the show. It did. And so, so I really appreciated that. What I like is that what she does is intentional. And what we've seen so far is a level of diversity that we weren't expecting from her. And what I had in my notes, the first thing that popped in my head was she reminds me of like if you cross Rainbow Bright with Aiden Zane. <laughs> <laughs> that that's exactly what came to my mind. I was oh, like, my oh, oh I, girl. when I first saw Willow, I automatically knew that they were gonna see her as the underdog. Mm -hmm. Automatically saw it, but you could just see in the way that she does her drag. Like when she, I know we're going to get to it, but when she did her talent, honey. Oh, but yeah. It, it's very much the same energy that Jinx Monsoon, they gave Jinx Monsoon. Very much so. Very, very much so. Yeah. So next. Now, this one was fun for me because everybody knows the legacy where she comes from. So there's a lot of expectation attached to the next girl was Carrie Colby. I was very excited to see her walk through that door, to tell you the truth. Yes. 
And her look, her entrance look, that pink and blue, like she was just celebrating those trans colors. And yeah. she is stunning from head to toe. Okay. And yeah, it was, it, it, it was beautiful. I, I really, I liked one that it was very clear and, and, and intentional, like we were talking about with Willow, of how it represents, you know, her. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just beautifully done. Um, and but she looked great. It, she acknowledges the legacy of the Colby dynasty, but also sets herself apart to say she's going to show she is the best of. Mm -hmm. She's not Absolutely. resting. On the, she exactly. She's not resting on the laurels of the name. She's proving that she has earned her role mm -hmm. in that dynasty, and she's going to show why she's there. Right, and then from what I've seen from her so far, <laughs> wears you can simply see that like she's. The costume's not wearing her. She's, and yep. she is rocking it out. Yes, very yeah. much. So. Okay, um, June Jambalaya. No, no, <laughs> that was a chop for me, baby. That was a no for me. So I'm gonna go into detail about each individual thing, but here's the problem. <clears throat> so I, in my notes, I broke it up into entrance, mini, and then the main runway. Mm. I put hmm. <laughs> and inexperienced and needs to work on details. I think that sums up all of our opinions roughly. Yeah. But we'll get to the we'll get to some specifics about her later. <clears throat> okay, so for episode one, the last one is Orion's story. That what what see ooh, I already forgot. <laughs> oh, um, she had on she had that burger phone, right? Yeah, I was, when I give you the description I have, it will, it will pop into your head. She no, the burger phone was Maddie. Huh? The burger phone was Maddie. No, the bur no, Maddie, Maddie had the guy for ready outfit on. No, Orion's story did have the burger phone. She gave you a very taller version of Mandela Creme. Oh, yes. Very much so. Honestly, she gave me very much Lana Del Rey. That's, and that was the comment that they made to her at the table. Yeah, she yeah. very much Ooh. Lana Del Rey for me. Her, and, and it was very well put together. She said she made it all herself, which shows she had some talent in her pocket. But it's... But we'll, we'll get to that part later, too. <laughs> I love... She yeah. does make all her own stuff, and I think that's fantastic. A, a lot of girls get into these shows, and, and it's like, they forget that like, you need to know how to sew, and I don't understand how you can... We're now on season 14, and girls are on there, and like, I don't know how to work a sewing machine. That doesn't make any sense to me. No, that that goes into our next little subtopic because I want to get through the first episode. Then we're going to do little offshoots. To Anita's point, it's funny that we are into season 14 and there are still girls going on this show that don't know the basics of sewing. Now, herein lies my problem because I'm a semi-retired queen myself. I don't like using sewing machines. I've had bad experience with them, but I know how to sew by hand. Mm -hmm. I've made a number of garments I've worn to perform in by hand. Could I wear them again? Probably not. But it was enough to get through the number and get off stage without anybody clocking okay. me or saying anything crazy. So the fact that some of these girls go without, without even a basic knowledge of sewing or pattern making or garment construction is getting to the point where it's annoying. It mm. is. And honestly, I mean, it's season 14. Be smart about it. Like, 
if you know, obviously there's going to be a sewing challenge. There's one every single season. The easiest thing to do in my book, bring your patterns with you. If you know what works for your body, bring your patterns with you. And it's basically cut and paste. It's not that difficult. Um, didn't didn't Rue say it herself? She was like, I don't know, uh, maybe it was Comedy. UK or this one. You don't have to invent the wheel. She said it on this episode. She said it on this season. Yeah, yeah. This past this past season, she said, "Don't reinvent the wheel," which I, I thought. Mm, I, we'll get to, we'll, no, we'll get to that commentary later because I have some stuff about that too. Okay. To, to Anita's point, here's what I would suggest: <clears throat> one, pull a Bianca Del Rio. Mm-hmm. Right, but I'm not ready to pull that off though. Same silhouette, just judge it or whatever. But that's if you have the sewing skill to do so, or. Anita, you said perfectly, bring your patterns to you. Or if you can't sew when you work with the designer, have them make you patterns. Right. And with this day in sewing, like you can put together an entire garment and not even need to put one stitch in it. They sell like iron on stitching. And it, it's a fusion tape. I've used it all the right. time. It's yep. fusion tape. It's not that hard. I mean, don't be trying to do no flips or splits in it because it ain't going to hold. But <laughs> if you're just walking down the runway, you better stay stiff. <laughs> Infusion tape, a glue gun, stapler. honey. Pull out a stapler. Yep. Okay. Girl, I've done it. I've done it. I helped oh. to do it last night. <laughs> but see, almost all the stuff you make has like detachable parts and stuff. So you have a loophole for yours. <laughs> You 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 factor in any possible thing that can happen, and you work around it. Very oh, good. absolutely! You have to think. You have to think of every scenario and just be prepared. All right. So premiere two. <laughs> I, I'm just <laughs> laughing because I felt with this the the stronger batch of girls were in premiere one overall, mm. but you mm. had the the look queens were definitely the ones in premiere two. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, speaking of look queens, let's start with Georges. Georges. Oh, she's beautiful. <laughs> I just, I could stare at her all day. She gave me a very much a cross between Kenya Michaels and J-Lo. I can see that. Yeah, but it, it's, it's, a, it's a J-Lo miss for me. It was very much little Kenya Michaels. <laughs> it was, little... I was much more Kenya Michaels, but she, but the whole thing is, and pardon what I'm about to say, because people are going to probably drag me for this. She had Kenya Michaels heights and J-Lo's concept of the English language. <laughs> Am I wrong? I can't. Am I wrong? I mean, her entrance uh, look was gorgeous. Yes, very much so. That red, honey. Oh, honey, the monochromatic wow. That's literally what it was. The ostrich feathers. Oh, she didn't settle for chicken feathers. Girl. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Deja Sky. Deja Sky. Oof. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember what she wore. Yeah, um, yeah, it yeah. wasn't much, so to speak. It was pretty much a nude bodysuit. Oh yeah, I with was a ruffle. Yeah, I was a little confused by it. it but um, see, this it, that literally what I just said is what the garment was. It was a nude illusion bodysuit with, with a big ass polka dot. 
Yeah, and the and the and the lime green hair. Yes. yes. So when I first saw her, the first thing I said was Sherry Pie. Ooh, very child. much. Sherry Pie uh, without the scandal. A, a, a melanated Sherry Pie. Very much without scandal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even the severe over highlight in the T zone. Yeah. Which well, I'm glad um, you said that too. I I I have a thing because I know some of some of us girls who are like a little bit darker, we like to use a clown white for a pop, but you got to blend that out with something with a little bit of color in it. Mm, you know how about makeup, girl. Take the time to learn your face. Number one, get you know foundation. I I use six different colors for my face, and it all ranges from like a, a TV white to a V twenty two, which is basically the darkest brown you can get and it's nowhere near my color but your skin tone is not just one one this dimension you know you have to you have to build and but, and and blend so funny funny sidebar i found one of the first ever pictures of me in drag i will send it to y'all later but i was explaining to the girls i showed i was like this is before i knew about contour highlight whatever this was me putting on some cover girl setting powder and some lipstick mm -hmm. and thinking i was the bomb Honey girl, same, same. I found a picture of me from 15 years ago and I said, oh, burn it. Same, exactly. Burn it. You see a picture of what you've learned. And I think a lot of girls now have an advantage with YouTube and stuff like that, that they have shortcuts. Because we, me and Anita, we didn't have YouTube tutorials nope. and all that. We were looking at magazines trying to figure out how to make our nose look smaller. Right. I mean, and it was always... Uh, makeup back then again we were you know we used cover girl because no one taught mm -hmm. me that i needed to go get me some krylon or derma it was around also, it probably was but back then all that stuff was so much more expensive than it is now so much more inaccessible right because it was used for you know it was stage it's stage makeup so they used it on broadway yeah. and in movies and lace front wigs we could child oh honey if you had a lace front wig you were one of the girl girls right you had money <laughs> you had <cool. laughs> Yeah. Other, uh, the rest of us are sitting there using weaving bond to make the front of a hard front wig look like it's coming out of our scalp. Oh, you're teasing it. You're teasing it out. <laughs> trying to use a pair of pantyhose to make a fake lace front and hoping you don't sweat mm -hmm. it off. Right, honey. I, oh, God. I remember the days rooting wigs because you there was no lace front. So you had to root a wig yep. by hand and it would take so long. And if you didn't get it right, you just ruined the whole wig. I had one that it, not only did it take long, those things were heavy. Oh, yeah. The amount of hair you would have to do. Nowadays, you can go to Amazon. I got a couple of cute lace fronts on Amazon that I got for $50. Mm. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. And a quick little curl and some setting spray and a little tease. That shit looks amazing. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, going back to Deja, I did like her hair. I love yeah. the bounce. I don't know if I like the lime green hair with this outfit. That was the biggest thing for me. I didn't know if I liked the hair with the outfit. I mean, the outfit right. in itself is, and she's a seamstress. She should know better. This is a. It, it would have been a cute costume. If that white. I don't understand. I don't understand what's going on. There's just a lot. Yeah, because yeah. it didn't, it didn't read nude illusion. It read white bodysuit with pink polka dot cover Fluff. up. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it didn't give like when you when I think of an interest look. And, Regulars, but I expect that should be something iconic that people are looking at, like, damn. Right. And I also feel like your entrance look should be a representation of who you are, because it's the first time 
yeah anybody seeing you when you walk through those doors you want them to be like okay anytime they picture a need attention that's they know what i'm gonna look like they know what i'm gonna serve because i'm giving you something that's iconically me it's mm-hmm. funny that you mentioned that because that exactly what the next girl did which was jasmine kennedy right that was very jasmine and i that know was jasmine really, and we know jasmine because she's a new york girl well jersey girl jersey new york yeah. yes but I, I know, I know her from I, the Jersey scene. And I know her from the Reds. Oh, I love Jasmine Kennedy. I think she's a fabulous queen. She knows what she's doing. That outfit that she wore, I lived for all the pink. I remember, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I saw pictures of them making this. Um, and she makes a lot of her own stuff. And it's it's yeah. fantastic. It works for her, her silhouette. And there's but a also, lot of detail yeah. in there. She said she's a dancing queen. That is a performance outfit. Correct. Yeah. She could have went right into a number right from there. And that's what your yeah. interest of should be. It should show who you are. Right. Absolutely. And I can guarantee you that there, there's a tearaway in that. Oh, in, in the look, probably. Yeah, you're in right. In the look, I can guarantee you she probably has a tearaway in that. She, she knows how to play the game. She's, just, she's like me when it comes to costumes, honey. You got to be prepared and ready to go. Hey, what they say, stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. Right. Hello. Very like Davina DeCampo energy. Yes. Yes. Very much that. So next one is going to be the quote unquote controversy of the season. Mm. Maddie Morphousness. Girl, Guy Fury. That's exactly what I like. As soon as I saw it, I said, ooh, Guy Fury, honey. Now here's the thing with Maddie that I think is weird when discussing Maddie. I understand he identifies as a straight male, but it and Anita, you can speak to this in gear, you can speak to this as well, just dealing with gay guys. I don't know how to address him pronoun-wise. Because I don't know a lot of straight men that are ascribed to wanting to be called girl and sis and all that. Here. It, it seems as if, you know, when he, I don't, I don't know um, his boy name, but when Maddie is present, that they go by she. And they're okay with girl and queen and sister and all those things. Um, or those names. And then I think as, you know, boy form, the unevolved form, no. <laughs> In boy form, I think I think he identifies as he, him, you know, and, and wouldn't want to be called she or girl, you know. Which I think is very confusing because if you remember when she was, he was being critiqued on the runway, Michelle mm-hmm. kept referring to him as he. Oh. That's, that I, that was the part that confused me. I, I don't know how. I don't want to be offensive if I post something or make a commentary. I don't want to like get dragged for whatever. But he identifies as a straight male, and most straight men are, are use the pronoun assigned to their gender. It's a weird situation to be. Yeah. Correct. Um, what what I will say, and yes, your point. He didn't say specifically, Guy Ferretti. But here's what I will oh, say. I said it wrong. <laughs> I feel like the, the, the diners drive into dives, guys. Yeah. So what I will say is that is probably one of the best installed pussycat wigs I've seen ever. <laughs> I did not like it. Like it was coming I'm sorry. Out of I did not like it at all. I didn't say it was good. I said it was the best installed. That looked like it could be his hair. And Anita, you know how hard that is to do with short hair. I do, I do. And you honestly, can't hide nothing. I mean, I'm looking at that wig and I'm like, girl, she paid $15 for it on Amazon. Yeah, but 
you you yes. you know what the way because it's a drag queen you saw the picture of him as a boy but in that look you could not tell that that you would can tell me that's not coming out of his head true i, I and maybe I, that's why it didn't look too it didn't look right because <laughs> it looked too natural i don't know it was just maybe the styling i feel like if i ever saw a boy but that's the that whole thing it was a good install and a very basic styling. He just got some gel and whooshed his fingers through it and sprayed it with some gotta be. I could see mm. that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I could see that. Da, da, da. I put hot lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> that is what it gave me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I see it. I hot, mean, hot lesbian that like works the line at a restaurant or something. She's pretty, but she's how do you, okay? I have a question for you though. How how do you feel about there being a straight man on Drag Race? So here's the thing for me. Um, I feel drag is an open form of expression for however you want to do so creatively, as long as you go into it. And I think from Maddie's commentary and his interviews and what he says, he understood the assignment because he understands. Drag is not only a job, there's a culture attached to it. Correct. As long as you can go into drag and respect the culture similar to um, who was the one from Drag Race UK, the bio queen? Oh, I'm not sure. Oh, I uh, haven't seen Drag Race uh, UK. I, for, I forgot her name. I know who you're talking about. Um, but yeah. As long as you go into it, if you're coming from the cisgender heteronormative space, but I actually think she was a lesbian, but neither yeah, here nor there. But as long as you respect the art and the culture associated with drag, do you, boo-boo. You don't get critiqued just like everybody else. Correct. Who you go home and do whatever with has nothing to do with your drag. Listen, let me say this. I, I don't really like when people get on their, on their high horse and they, and they try to hold certain things hostage, especially when they themselves aren't a good representation of it. Or don't Kate. actually, or don't actually, you know, represent the culture or respect it or well, because there are a lot of queens out here who got something to say about a straight man being on there, but they are horrible queer people. Mm -hmm. As far as, as far as like, you know, their input and their footprint that they leave on queer culture and how they treat each other. So I'd rather have a straight man that understands the assignment than a bitch who suck a dick. Mm, honey, here, here, here's what we call that. Those are people who are guarding a gate they don't have the keys to. Okay. Correct. You 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 got a wonky lash, <laughs> and and your lace look like bacon. You want to talk about somebody else? Sit down, girl. That's the one thing. Like I've seen a lot of girls on you know social media just kind of like reading him for filth for being on there, and they're saying like, oh, how could a straight man be on Drag Race? I agree with what you said. Definitely, he understood the assignment. He knows what he's doing. He's representing himself in drag but not disrespecting the queer community and i love that um however i do feel like there's a lot and, and this is with every drag queen i feel like there's a lot of work that still needs to be done for miss maddie we're gonna get to that in a minute because that that's that's one of the talking points in between segments okay. i have this i think we're going i think we're going in the same direction with that yeah. Next, well, I, but sorry. Before we get off, Maddie, I will say that I saw Maddie. This I'm from Arkansas, and mm -hmm. I saw Maddie last summer um, perform and stay in the club the whole night. And they do conduct themselves as just a normal queen. 
Um, so I will, I will give them that they don't walk around. Like I, I really do think when Maddie is Maddie, it's not about being, it's not about who I sleep with, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it's still respecting queer culture and, um, really being a part of, a part of the community. Um, now I haven't seen the other, I haven't seen the male version of Maddie or male or Maddie's male side, how they conduct themselves, but Maddie in the bar setting in a queer space is very, very respectful and very unassuming. So you wouldn't even, unless we knew Maddie was a straight guy, you wouldn't know. You just treat him like you treat every other girl. Every other girl. Got it. Now. It's nice to know that. This one. And and both of you will get the reference I have in my notes when I say it, but I'm going to let y'all talk first. Angeria. Okay. (laughs) Would you like to go first? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, the first thing I saw when I saw the umbrella, you know, I'm from Arkansas. And she's from Atlanta. I was like, girl, you got an umbrella open inside. Calm it down. That's bad luck. That's literally the first thing thing I thought. Oh, God. I was like, not on a competition show. Put it down. Put it down. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I liked the look. You know, it was... I think I think it was true to who she is and, and kind of her southern roots and it was cutesy, it was fun, it was pageanty. Um yeah. See, I can, I love this outfit. I'm I'm as you know, I'm a housewife. I love a good housewife dress and it's vintage. I could see myself wearing what she wore. I was gonna say it, when I was watching, I was like, Anita's gonna steal that pattern. <laughs> It's going to tear away somewhere and she going to go to a dance number, but she's going to uh-huh. steal that pattern. Absolutely. I mean, this outfit, I love the outfit. I love the hair, the jewelry, the attention to detail. Like, even the bow on, she had little bows on her glove all the way up at the top. I just thought it was so perfect. Everything she wore was perfect. Even the shoes were stoned. So, you ready? Do you want me to give you a hint or you just want me to say it? Just say it. Lady Chablis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, you're right. As soon as she came out and spoke and I saw the silhouette, it was, God rest her soul, it was the first thing I thought of. She I gave agree. me that Georgia debutante I am walking in the room. My waist mm. is cinched. My hair is coiffed. Oh, honey. She walked into that room and I could, you could hear the gasp. Yeah. You, you 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 can literally hear the peaches growing on the tree in the front yard. <laughs> yeah, the sweet tea is on the porch. Somebody, oh, absolutely. That's, some, that's what she should have had instead of that umbrella. A pitcher of sweet tea. A pitcher of sweet tea. <laughs> All right. So, um, next we have the lady Camden. I when I first saw her, I said, I just want to eat her bra. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was having a little bit of a sweet tooth, and I was like, I kind of want to eat that bra right now. Those edible bras are disgusting, though. They taste like chalk. Well, I mean, yeah, that's I mean, the real like having a sweet tart. Like chalk. Yeah, they they taste like they just they're disgusting. But again, she understood the assignment of an entrance look. Be on brand to show us who you are. She said she is a six spice girl, spice girl. That's what she gave us. Exactly. It gave me very much. I bought my earrings at Claire and my outfit is from Wet Seal. I'm getting some fishnets to put on my arms at Hot Topic. 
going to Auntie Andy getting a pencil. Right. I mean, I understand probably what she was going for, but for me, it wasn't very well executed. I, I think the forgiving point is it was on brand. Okay. It was very much. It could have. She could have pushed it more. Mm-hmm. Um. I and my drag is real girl drag, and I normally don't say things like what I'm about to say. She could have made it more draggy. Well, the fit right. looked off though, right? It it looked very off the rack and then. Well, not even just off the rack. It just it just looked like it didn't fit her waist well. I think um, you know what it was. I think it was a bad choice of fabric. That yeah, I can see that. The fabric looks very. It looks almost like a quilt. Yes, it was. It was very much like I said. It looked like something she bought at Wet Seal. <laughs> yeah, I but, can see this on a mannequin at Wet Seal. Absolutely. But it was. If it her brand, so I'm kind of like meh. I mean, yeah, out of everything was, that she wore, I love the hair the most. The the, yeah. the no the hair the hair was exact. She said Spice Girl. The hair told everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. She could have she walked out there in a cardboard box with just the hair. We would have got the reference. <laughs> Honestly, True. the cardboard box probably would have been a little bit better. Oh, bitch. Because <laughs> <laughs> nah. I mean, I'm looking at like just looking at like the shoes don't match anything. Well, like, we're not going to talk about anybody's shoes because we gave what's your name a pass for those um, platform flip flops. But, but see here, it worked for the look though. Okay, I can respect that. You know what I I'm saying? Like it worked for the look. It was very much, very much, the look. yeah. Because right. the angle, yeah. Final girl, and I'm not usually a fan of um, those old school traditional like play on words drag names. Mm-hmm. But Diabetti was amazing. That was a that was a good little tug and cheek thing to make a somewhat serious issue a little bit lighter. I do. I I I like the name, um, and I mean she's also she's taking something because she's diabetic. Am I correct? Yeah, correct. Right. She's yeah. taking something that maybe she didn't feel so confident about. Maybe you know she could have had experiences in high school where the diabetes might have caused her to faint or something and people probably made fun of her for it but she took something that felt like a negative in her life and made it a positive thing yes mm-hmm. you know as well as her entrance look i like the fact that people clocked the reference of who her drag family is but it wasn't a hyper direct emulation right and you can still see her mother's face though in her yes you can yeah. still see her mother's face but it's not now, Gear, you may not know this reference, but Anita, you you might. There was at one point a drag dynasty of sorts in New York where all the girls had the same fucking face. They ran Esquilita like none other for a little bit of time, but you could tell because all of them painted their face the same exact way. You talking about the famous girl? Yes, girl. <laughs> you didn't even have to finish. I knew exactly who you was talking about. All of them beat the same way. I did Diva Search at Esquilito once. I'm looking around and sort of all these famous girls. They all had the same fucking face in different colors. That's that's what it was. They they were very fishy, if you want to call it that. Well, that was also the and I, I had been doing drag for a while before I did Diva Search and saw them. They were doing shit I haven't seen before. I have never used 3M spray adhesive to hold my tongue. Yeah, no, um, I don't miss mm. those days, girl. When they try to tell me how to do that, they were like 
spray your adhesive on your tape and then put it on. I was like, uh-uh, no, no, ma'am. Not on my jewelers. Listen, I use Gorilla Tape just because if I do a number, I want to be able to kick and split with anything, anything dropping. That, and that's extreme. Girl, I have they not put using, tape on since I was like a baby queen. Th but that's also because I also started performing. I didn't wear tights. I was a oh. body. Okay. Yeah. So mm. I couldn't, I didn't wear tights. I barely wore pantyhose. So I needed everything <laughs> put away. But I, I mean, when I first started, I was the same way. I didn't, I didn't even know what pads were. Oh, I knew what pads were. They, okay. Funny drag story. When I first started doing drag, my drag people, they weren't my parents because they were two men, but they tried to pad me. My ass was too big for them to pad me evenly. <laughs> yeah, Ain't never yeah. such a thing. Um, for, ass could never be too big. Well, th remember, this was back before we had Amazon and access all the resources, and I was a broke college student. Mm, yeah, so I get you. All right, things, so you took couch cushion. We we couldn't even get couch cushion. We were using fucking kitchen towels. <laughs> <laughs> and capizio tights were not in the budget either. So we had control top handy holes from CBS and we tried to do it and we just couldn't get Girl, it. Girl, capizio tights still ain't in the budget. Them shit's expensive. They, I have a they went up. They but right. Every time I go buy new stockings, I drop like two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. When I did the show for my birthday, I spent fifteen hundred dollars on that show. No, ma'am, you won't see me doing that. Fifteen hundred. Well, there's a whole backstory. I'll tell you about that offline because there was some drama. But anyway. But what I, back to Miss Daya. I did appreciate her look, though. It was yeah. That's what I'm saying. It was a good, clean. You you understood who she was in that look. Oh yeah, and I mean um, the concept, the execution of it was great. Yeah, it was yeah. a clean, clean entrance. Now the mini challenge with the photo shoot. <clears throat> I like the fact that each set got different photo shoots. And I like that each photo shoot referenced something from Drag Race history. Wasn't it the so, Tic Tac thing? The Tic Tac lunch and then the spinning wheel where you the, the drag roulette thing. Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I like that that was a cute reference for people to follow and um, were attached to. And it gave the point of reference. Um, the photo shoot ones, I don't really like critiquing. The only thing I will say that stood out that bothered me was that damn sash on Sasha on um Carrie Colby's outfit. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. I was <laughs> that surprised that could have been a tearaway or something she could have took off so that the picture because she kept having to move it out of her face and it, it was too much. Yeah. Also, I did think it was funny that when the girls got back to the workroom in the second episode. All of them had Tic Tacs coming out of all their clothes. I thought that was hysterical. Every piece of clothing they removed, all you saw was Tic Tacs falling Tic -tac. everywhere. And I said, ma'am. <laughs> Lady Camden had the most, I think. They was all up in her juice. Well, that's because she had a fucking candy beaded bra on and she was swallowing them and, oh, nasty. <laughs> I mean, I do enjoy yeah. a good Tic Tac, but not one that people have been laying and rolling around in. Exactly. All right, so let's get into... <clears throat> the main challenge, which was the talent show. Mm. Let's start with um, Alyssa Hunter. What do we think? Why would she do that? Right. At first, when she first said she was going to play guitar, I thought she was actually going to play electric guitar. That's what everybody said, and that's what somebody pointed out. There were no strings on the guitar. Right. Yeah. But it was. It was. It was basically. It was the lip sync. It was. We'll right. talk about and that in a second because I have some thoughts about that too. 
Well, it's also, it's also like you, you, I was thinking about this today and it was like, you know, I know I don't do drag, but I understand how to play games. Right. And you, and you have to understand drag race. The first one or two episodes, they want to know who you are. You don't take risk right away. They want to know who you are and then you can show that you are versatile. And then, you know, but you like, give them a baseline for you to build off of. Exactly. They were confused. They was like, oh, she's a rocker. And then she came out completely different. So I, I did agree with that. I mean, it was entertaining, you know, just as a lip sync, but as it, how does it relate to Alyssa? No clue. So next we have Bosco who did the blessed number with the tulips. All I said was sultry. That just gave me, <clears throat> that was burlesque. But <laughs> oh Lord, I feel like I feel like the the rose petal should have been higher because I already saw her titties. So she was taking it off. But I was like, baby, we can see it already. That's you true. Mean, it was just, it was just too low. And I'm like, if you're gonna if you're gonna do burlesque, especially after um what's the old girl name that did burlesque? Was it on All Stars? Well, a few uh, of them did it. Pheromone did it. No, no, um, she the good one, the good one that won. Oh, she won the What's her name? Who? Violet Chachki? No, 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 no. No, the bus she stop girl. girl too. The bus stop. Bus stop. Roxy Andrews. Roxy. Roxy's burlesque was great. You know what I mean? Because it was it was actually entertaining and it, it mm -hmm. you know it, Did you I say mean, the she, bus stop? I did, because I couldn't think of her name. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah. next we have um cornbread. That was a that was a win for me, honey. Yeah, I understood what she said. I loved it. The, um, what I thought was that is the best rap that has ever been on Drag Race. Agreed. True. Absolutely, and I think it was it was really good that she came out and did an original song, her first bit, and it made sense. And the attention to detail and everything that she pulled out onto mm -hmm. that stage, like that bag that had uh, uh, Merle, uh, what's her name, Merle Ginsburg. Yes, honey, on the on the milk carton. That was everything. The fact that she had a chicken wing necklace. Yes, I was now, like, ma'am. Here's my thing. I love that it was a well-produced track. It didn't sound as messy and forced as a lot of the other girls who do their own music. And it was on brand for Cornbread. The song told you who she was. Absolutely. Now, Willow Pill. Loved every second of it. Oh, I loved it. And I it was beautifully unique. It yeah. was, and this is the part that I love, though, because when she was on stage doing her number, you could see the girls sitting there and still not knowing and still judging her, saying, what the hell is this? And Cornbread was the one who clocked it. Right. Mm -hmm. But... He was like, that bitch is dangerous. Oh, yeah. Because I, at first, when I first saw her doing it, I said, okay, what's going on here? And then I realized what was she... And I was like, oh, my God, this is beautifully done. This is, like, great. Yeah. Did, did you see the the category when you know when it has like Willow Pill and the category was like self care in quarantine. So even like the way that she titled it mm -hmm. was like thoughtful and like it hilarious. Was, it you was, can tell thought, she thought about cerebral. everything. It was a cerebral performance. It made you think about what is she doing, mm -hmm. why is she doing this, and it all made sense as you're watching it. Absolutely, yeah. I thought it was fantastic. If if Cornbread didn't win, I I thought that Willow should have won. Yeah. 
Well, now we're getting to um, June Jambalaya. Hmm. Okay, so, okay, great. She did African dance. I love my people. I love, you know, um, but as a performer, and even even if she were to do that in the club, she would know that she need to uh, fucking bobby pin her hairband up. Right. Bobby pin your headband. Make sure you're not wearing control top stockings. Who wears those nowadays? What drag queen wears right. control top stockings? Um, actually, when I do wear pads, I wear control top stockings as my base and put the pads over those before I put on my tights. They're more comfortable. Okay. All right. But she could she could have had a panty made out of that same material as the what, dress and the headband. Right. And but that would have worked. But listen to what I just said. I put on the control top tight pantyhose. Then I put on my tights. The tights are opaque oh. to hide the, the view with the control top. Right. Right. Her her thing was more of like a body issue. Of she didn't want the the drag race trolls to clown her for having a big booty or something like it was something it was it was it was a lot of um just insecurity around her size around it. that's why she put them on i get that but at the same time too like you, you everyone knows when you go on drag race you're going to be pimp curled and prodded through these because of these drag race fans so i mean you can't go on that show with an expectation of what they're like, like think caring about what they're gonna think because you need to go on that show and just do you, right? Because right. yeah. Well, we're gonna get back to her in a second because we're gonna go into one of the set off topics, but this was just gonna be short. Orion's story, I put fail. <laughs> yeah, it was a chop for me. It hard. Yeah. No hard chop. Hard. No, I just just. The, the the concept of it was it would be cute for a photo shoot, not for the runway, because you have to walk down the runway, and if you have to lip sync, that dress was not designed for you to give the best performance you could. It was what already hard to do again. Me down the runway. What did she even do again? Oh, no, her you know talent. Me? Yeah, I don't remember. Her talent oh, was like the it was, the gym, it was the, 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 the fitness thing. Yeah, the yeah. thing with the cigarette. Yeah, the only the only land the only joke she had to land it was the one about having a hot shit in the chamber. I think if I'm not mistaken, someone else did something similar to that, and it was actually funny. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember who it was. It was um, it was uh, it was Diabetes Mama. What's her name? Oh, uh, uh Crystal Method. Yeah, and, she, and Crystal came out as that the the guy. But Crystal yeah. was like over the top, and it was it was so ridiculous that it was funny. Right. This was this was like Lana Del Rey trying to do a workout video in the eighties after she didn't got it off a shift at you know fucking IHOP. That <laughs> Not IHOP, bitch. I mean, that's I only say IHOP because I, I couldn't remember Waffle House, but um, <laughs> she can't fight. She can't work at Waffle House. <laughs> she can't fight. You can't work at Waffle House. <laughs> um. So, uh, next next little offshoot topic is the experience of the girls who are getting on Drag Race. And experience, I mean, time doing drag and, like, knowledge of drag and stuff like that. So, for example, um, <clears throat> and see, here's the weird thing. Because you have a girl like June who admits she's only been doing drag for two years. And it shows Correct. I actually had a moment with my the lack of attention to detail and stuff like that. But then, and this is a good Judy of ours. We know her very well. Olivia Lux. Right. 
she put some seasoned girls in the grave. Exactly. She really did, though. But I think it's all about, I think it's more about, like, just you. Because I did get, I was watching the season with my husband, and I'm listening to these girls, like, oh, I, so you can tell that, one, they either started drag while Drag Race was on TV, um, or they started two years ago. And, like, for someone like myself and the late, great Miss Peaches, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we were doing drag. Drag Race wasn't on TV. We were we were already, you know, we've been in the game for so, so long of a time. <clears throat> excuse me, such a long time. And when I look at it and I'm like, I don't understand how these girls who've been doing drag for two years get on the show and someone who, you know, like put perfect example, look at Thorgy. Thorgy auditioned so since season one and only got on all the way at basically eight, nine years later, she got on. Right. And it's like, it's I don't understand that she was, it, when, when you have someone who's been doing this and busting their ass kind of, and like, working so hard to achieve a certain level in drag why would why would you pick someone who's only just starting over someone who's been doing this and and kind of knows the game i don't know I don't and the, the thing is yeah. i it, it shows and it, it's kind of depressing because for example when drag race first came out we had already been doing drag and by the time it wrapped around to when <clears throat> I was I, I was actually going to try out for Drag Race because Shangela is the perfect example. After I saw Shangela go on Drag Race, I was like, I can definitely outdo this bitch. And what I did was that was when I did Diva Search. I was like, if I win Diva Search, I will try out for Drag Race because I was mentally preparing myself for the competitive element. A lot of girls don't do that. They don't have the wherewithal of preparation. And then my other question is, where are these helpers getting this money at? Because all the shit you gotta take with you ain't cheap. Right. Absolutely not. Sugar daddies. Well, you know, June say she a label whore, but June come off as one of them girls that even though she been, and, and I think this this can also touch with, you know, with the, some of the girls being young and still, you know, kind of putting some of the older queens, you know, giving them a run for their money. She she just don't seem like she about that life. And when I say that, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean like, about her drag, but it's about her performance quality. Just like it, it feels like it's like fake. I don't know what I, I get what like, you're saying though. I understand it, that. Like yeah, like you you're not about this. Like you you doing this for the for you know for a little bit and and, and the key key but it's like she's just doing it for fun. It's not a career to her. Yeah, that's I mean that's what it feels like. Like ooh girl I'm fierce and I'm fabulous. But when it comes down to you like the hard work, the sweat the bloody fingers, mm -hmm. the tears, the the achy heels, that you're not about that life. And I get that from a lot of the queens this season, where it's just, I'm just fierce and bitch and diva and ugh. Mm -hmm. What happens Correct. when that wear down? Just say George's and be done with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the other thing that kind of irks the shit out of me, is that a lot of these girls, when you see them on Drag Race, they get on Drag Race, and most of them are Instagram stars. They they you know. do what they do what Laganja did on her first season. Bianca Del Rio called her out on it. Right, right, and and like well, the thing is, is like and, and when you honey bubble kitty shit, no, sit down. Right, like that's annoying. Number one, but number two, like a lot of these girls are like, oh, I they can serve an amazing look, but put them up to lip sync. Right. And they go, they that's it. They're done. They don't know what the hell to do. They don't know how to put on a show. Or best yet, better, better, give them a microphone and tell them to entertain an audience. Right. Oh well, that's a good segue into the next to the next episode's main challenge because 
in my and before we go into the girls, I'm gonna say this because the second episode had a lot of this and it kind of irked me. <laughs> this is a talent show. We are your drag queen. We already know you know how to lip sync. You need to show me more than a lip sync, right? Or a dance number. Well, I see here. To- here's my defense to that because I'm not a singer. I will not. I will not. Uh, wage that war on anyone to hear me sing. <laughs> However, when like I would have done a lip sync, but I would have done like a comedy lip sync, something I know that would have entertained them, it would have made them laugh, and it's still me. Right. You know what I mean? We, it would have showed them the versatility of like, oh, she's an actress and a dancer and a comic. So yeah, for example, we we know the talent show is not about actually being a talent because Yana Sophia won All Stars and she was just shaking titties. Yeah. Here's, for example, for me, and Anita, just like you, I was a dancing girl. I don't sing. I sound like this all the time. That's why I never host the shows. I sound like a fucking dude. But, if, for example, if I was going to do the talent show, I know I cook. I would have did like a comedic cooking segment. That's cute. That's guess cute. What? You're, you're on Drag Race, and Michelle even said, you're going to lip sync for your life if you lose, whatever, whatever. We need to see what more you can do. Mm-hmm. Give me more. Right. And it, and, but to that, to Anita's right. point, if you are going to do a lip sync, it needs to be a sickening lip sync. Right. It needs to be on brand. It needs to be something that is going to show them exactly who you are. You know, now, like for me, Miss Thing, you know me, you know how I am, you know I love my Lucy's. I would have done something along the lines of that. So, mm-hmm. for example, to your point, um, Though it was a lip sync and I was bored because it was just a lip sync, George's talent was on brand for her if it was going to be a lip sync. She even said she's been doing this song since she was 16, which annoys me that bitch is so young. Yes. I I also want to say this, and I I don't want to come off egotistical, you know, because in the dance world, we want to make sure that everyone feels welcome, especially in queer spaces and things like that as well. Um, I think that people need to start separating the word I'm a dancer versus I'm a dancing queen because uh, no, she, I'll, take it a step, I'll take it a step further she did yeah. from being a dancer to a dancing queen to I can dance right because she I mean she didn't do like if 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 she were to come on all stars with that talent I'd be like girl what is you doing do you know what I'm saying Agreed. like I I would look at queens in New York City like girl what is you doing we can all do the, the arm swing kick boom dip like you, you got that on YouTube. So, but that's what I'm saying. Those are classic drag dance moves, but that should be part of a larger combination and stage presence. It's not something right. you just throw in the show. Well, here's yeah, a perfect. Saying. Here's also a perfect example. She says she's a dancer. That was Georgia. She we saw what she did on stage. I, forgive me, but I, I can't put the names of the performance. But the one who did ballet. I'm gonna oh. get to her in a second. Oh, so, uh, that was Lady Camden. You know what I'm saying? But see now that is a dancer. That is well, someone who trained in dancing. I have a specific note for her, and we'll get to her when we get down to her performance. Um, next was Deja. All that shit she talked about being a cheerleading choreographer, I was bored. Girl. Bored. Yeah, yeah. I was I bored with it. And here's the thing, and I think you would think it's season 14, you think the girls would learn do not go on that show saying that you're a choreographer, you're a dancer, you're this, you're that, because the minute you're 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 put up to doing that, you fail. Cornbread said that right. the homegirl on the first episode. She did. She, she did. did. 
you know, and that's just, it's always like that. Look at the ones that are like, I'm an actor and I've been in movies and blah, 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 blah. And then they're the harshest critique on the acting challenges. You get to the acting challenge, mm-hmm. they're the first one, line. Right, line, can I get the line? Yeah. Oh, I messed up. Girl, just do it. Do you, like, if I ever got on that show, God willing, I would, I would, nope, I ain't saying nothing. I'm like, I know how to sew. I don't know, I don't know how to sew. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> What I put for Deja was not enough energy to do the to do do you do a comedic cheerleading number? Your energy needs to be like over the top foolishness. Oh yeah, she should have looked like she was up for three nights doing crack. She yeah, should have looked like she had that coffee food. enema. Uh-huh, she that, a right. bowl, a coffee enema, and a a, a medicine ball from Starbucks. <laughs> um, Jasmine Kennedy. I feel she her performance was more elevated than George's, but it still was still just a lip sync with some dance moves. She's a showgirl, and it, it showed. But it was but, also it was also very much like uh, toddlers and tiaras. Yes, with, yes. with the split yeah. and a backflip. If she didn't have the, that split or that backflip, we'd have been looking at her like she just waving her arms. Right. And it, it again, it was just it was a number you can go down to any bar in New York City and see her do it on stage exactly. every, every week. You, yeah. The talent shouldn't be something people can see you do with the club and tip you for. It should be more. If if you're doing it, your talent should show who you are. And I it get it a- if that's if if she wanted to be portrayed as the showgirl queen, then you know what? You did the job. She should have had an outfit right. with multiple layers she could have spun and flipped out of something. Right. Yeah, I think some people like they worry because you know Alyssa Edwards, she give you the the reveal, the kick, the split, the drop, the. But that's what we want if you don't, you know, because that makes you different. Because otherwise, I could throw in that dress and do it too. Right. I want to see somebody not have to do all that and still captivate the audience. Well, here well, that leads us into the next person because they kind of did, but it still was not enough. Maddie, Maddie Morphosis. Playing the actual guitar with strings, then playing with his tongue. Yeah, but that's like that's like having a ha- having a writing a play, and having to explain to the audience what it was about. Agreed. Agreed. And also, I don't think the and like Alicia Keys said it was a vibe, but it wasn't the right vibe for the show. Yeah, I think I think Maddie thought that what she he was doing was perfect and i think and it would it would have been i think what he did was amazing the fact that he played the fucking guitar with his goddamn tongue honey his his girlfriend must love him but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying but i think that it could have been more it could have yeah. been so much more like if you were going to play the guitar honey i wanted i i want give me some real rock that's what I'm saying. The ja- the the smooth jazz wasn't the right energy for this. Right, it wasn't the right energy. If she would, if he, I keep saying she, if he would have done something more fun and music wise, then I think it, he he wouldn't yes. fucking put the nail on the coffin. So now we have um, Angeria. I forgot what she did. Oh, he did she that did the original song. Oh yes, yes, yes. So. Here's what I said, and Anita, you need to get in contact with her <laughs> and see if she can get you that beat and do your own remix, because I think you could slay that particular, that like what she did reminded me of you, oh, but you could you. do more with it because you're an actual dancer 
and you could put so much more oomph into it. And when I saw it, I was like, the outfit looks like something Anita will wear. The style of number looks like something Anita could turn the fuck out. And it's and the problem would be, and Ajiri was smart because the song constantly repeats her name as hyper branded to her. So no other right. queen can use that. Like Shangela has that song professional, which is her signature song, but any queen can use that. Right. Right. She only says her name once in the song. And Jeria wanted to make sure you knew this was her song. Oh, absolutely. But Angeria was also very smart, again, doing an original song, but it was an original song that was good. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, if don't, I, you know, again, you never hear me sing ever, even if it was pre recorded and auto tuned. Absolutely not. Um, however, her performance was fantastic. I thought the costume choice was great. Um, I saw who she was in it, and girl, it's a toot for me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know I if mean, you can I, say that. That might be copywritten. Oh, I want to know why. I want to know why she can't. Um, she can't release the song though right now for some reason. Because be it's still on the episode, probably. Oh, they okay. can't release any of the music till the season's over unless it's included on the soundtrack for the episode. Mm-hmm, honey, have you read that contract? Oh, those contracts are fierce, honey. Girl. Seven, seven year cycles. Yeah, those contracts are crazy. So there's a seven year cycle on it. You, you're under contract for seven years after your appearance. So here's here's the thing. Here's my question: Those girls who did original songs on the show, do those songs still belong to them now? Um, I believe there's a licensing clause in their contract for any entity of their likeness or representation of them. So what, that's now owned by Drag Race? It's owned by World of Wonder. Anything produced and done on World of Wonder becomes World of Wonder's property. But Okay. That's Visual likeness, voice, all of that. Um, oh. Next we have, to your point, Lady Camden with, if you're going to say you're a dancer, I want to see you dance. Mm-hmm. I want to see you dance in the first and not only in her performance and aesthetic, I don't think a lot of younger people know the reference that Lady Camden was working off of. Oh, right. Yeah. From center stage. Yeah, I thought her performance was great. And that again, there go. There is a dancer. That is a dancer. No, it, not only that, but she made sure it was a very well packaged performance. And there was a very specific <laughs> reference to I'm a dancer. I'm doing a song that was from a dance movie and I'm modeling myself after the dancer in the movie. Yeah. All I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have called it ballet though. No, I, but I, 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 what I would say was she's, and I think she changed her original plan because of what Ruth said to her. Her movements were ballet inspired. Yeah. Yeah. With the amount of like the extensions and stuff like that, you could see the ballet elements in it, but that's why the ballet shoes were just, a character point. Right, right. No, I no, I told I totally get that. I think I mean I just think for people as you know, when you it's just like when someone when you're trained in something and you see someone having a whole conversation, oh I've been doing this for so and so and so and so so years and they come out and yes it was great, but as like if if she if she was sitting down with me in Brooklyn Heights and we were talking about ballet, we would kind of come for her. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's well, like it, she would be able if she, because probably she'd be able to talk about it better than what she displayed on stage. I feel exactly. So my because point is like like, Bro- like Brooklyn is Brooklyn is a ballet dancer, yes. and even though Camden even though Camden's putting her legs up like the actual execution of the lifting of the legs wasn't that great. 
so I so I just think sometimes like we got to be careful when you when you go on there and be like I'm this and I'm that and like you try to show these years of you studying you know and you're like well come on baby um Daya Betty I put you on because I don't even remember what she did <laughs> I don't she remember did, um, what she did either now that I'm trying to I'm, think about did, it I'm coming out by pink um was it, it? it was a pure it was a pure lip sync oh anyway. yes it was a pure lip sync and she wore the Magician's outfit is coming yes, back. The magician's to me, outfit. That's right. That's right. The girl. The best we, part about that was when the balloon went. Burr. We can move on. <laughs> that was the best right, part yeah. about that so, performance. We're gonna wrap this up with a speed round of our thoughts and predictions. I think we're all gonna have the same answer. Trade of the season. Alyssa. Oh, Alyssa Hunter. Yeah, Alyssa Hunter. Okay, same thing. Um, first elimination. June slayed. June slayed that lip sync, but she, we wanted more from her. She did slay that lip sync though, and I'm upset. Wait, you talking about the Lizzo or the or the? Oh, not not episode three. No, Lizzo was episode one. You're right. It was a Lizzo lip sync. Okay, yeah. yeah. June slayed that, but we wanted more from her, and we did not get it, which is why she ended up going home in episode three. Um, in episode two though, Deja. Oh, it was great. Deja. I'm trying to remember who was in the bottom two for episode two. Um, it was Deja, Deja and um, what's her name? Um, Diabetti. And Diabetti, oh, yes. Right, Diabetti, right, yeah. right. Diabetti could not move in that dress. Also, Diabetti did not have the right energy for that song. And when Deja went off, she went the fuck off. She went Deja off. Deja did her yeah. thing. And she was, she yeah. definitely served what she needed. That, to serve. Like, that, she deserved to stay. That was mm-hmm. what, that was what was needed for a lip sync. But RuPaul calling her a lip sync assassin, I don't think that's that much of a compliment if you really think about it. Because remember, on the regular seasons of Drag Race, you lip sync if you were in the bottom. You don't want to be lip syncing every week because eventually they see a pattern. Right. And you're fine. I mean, look um, at the girls. There's girls who've won Drag Race who've never had to lip sync. Yep. Yeah. Um. So the ball, I'm not going to do because it's entirely too much. What we saw in the ball was what I was saying about the sewing, construction, and being prepared for the assignment. Mm-hmm. We also saw everybody's taste levels. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, June being eliminated because, again, her inexperience and lack of confidence in her ability showed. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and you could see she, she literally fell apart on stage. That's what took yeah. her out. It was messy. It was very messy. I so, saw people on Twitter being like, oh, my God, I thought it was going to be a, a double sachet away. I was like, ouch. Ooh, bitch. Girl, bitch. I thought it was going to be two because, again, I appreciate Miss Maddie. However, th- what? What? <laughs> I was trying. I was I was like, okay, the only reason why you're staying is because this one's a mess over here. But, <laughs> girl, she, she was on that stage as if she was singing in the shower. <laughs> Tell me I'm again. wrong. There's... there's <laughs> There, there's some things you can't teach a girl. Stage presence is one of them. Right. She did. She right. had zero. And can I just say this? I I know I know I've been on hard on, on George's, but her, when you watch her, I'm like, she didn't take time to live in the moment. The outfits are wearing her. Um, like she like running down the runway, and everything is the same. I'm like, girl, listen, we got it. You young, you cute, you Latina, calm down. <laughs> She's giving me very much Valentina vibes. Yes, but either Valentina, Valentina but, but, see, 
But Valentina is too selfish to to make to make you not want to watch her. At least she take her time going down the runway. Right. She give you a little hip. She say, "Bitch, look over here. Look at me." She's Valentina. She's Valentina with an IV or Red Bull. She girl. She's Katie <laughs> Gonzalez. Um. So. <laughs> Final thoughts before we go. What do we anticipate for the rest of the season? Who are your who? Who's your, I'm not going to go. Who are your tops? Who is your top person? Who Who do you have your biggest stakes on? Oh, that's hard for me because it's it's a split between Cornbread and Willow Pill. Okay, and I'm fine that. with either of them winning. Honestly, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go a little further and just say and say Willow, um, in the sense that she has shown. Um, like like a very high taste level. Mm-hmm. She's shown manic with it, within her artistry. Not she doesn't take herself too seriously. Um, yeah, I mean, I think she's she's like Evie oddly two point because we, you know, Evie had some nice looks, but right. I think Willow really understands fashion too. I can be Correct. odd and fashion. And kind of go through. And so, isn't Willow, Willow is from the same area as Evie? Aren't they yeah. friends? Correct. She did mention that. She did yeah, a documentary did. about Evie in college. Yes. Yeah. There you go. So yeah. I will give my top three. You name two out of the three people I have. So cornbread, Willow, and something about Angeria is just sticking with me. She's another one in the top for me. Something about yeah. Angeria. I think her cornbread and Willow are that's going to be the top three. That that's that's what I feel in my gut, or as um, Lizzo put it, in my Shonda Rhimes. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for joining me. It was a pleasure. This was a cute little key key. Um, I'm actually not going to edit out the beginning because I think that is comedy gold with everything going in and out, then it just flowing. So <laughs> this is going to be a very raw episode. <laughs> well, listen. Hey, it happens. Let it let it flow the way it flows. All right. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Thoughts of Peaches, the Drag Race edition. Have a good night. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye.